Hey, what's up, everyone? I am Ben Kissel, joined by Henry Zabrowski. I'm Henry Zabrowski. This is Last Podcast on the Left presents Side Stories. This is not replacing Last Podcast on the Left. It's go- Is this replacing Last Podcast on the Left? It's not replacing Last Podcast on the Left. It's mostly going to be Henry and I because Marcus is too busy writing a book, writing the podcast, and just overall doing all the work for us. He better be fucking working right now or I'm going to be mad. I'm going to come to his house and set fire to his fucking bathroom. So this is going to be a weekly series. Shoot us an email at thelastpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Tell us the stories you want to hear about and enjoy our first episode of Side Stories. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Consuming so much hot sauce, and it, it's fine. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I guess it's fine. I'm, I'm Polish guts are used to it up to a point, but my shits yep. are so physically hot. All right. Well, before we get to that, we have to let the audience know what this what is. is. This? this is going to be a. What is this? Who am I? Why am I here? This is going to be a little special bonus episode we do once a week. We're going to call it Side Stories, Ooh. which is quite exciting. So we'll find kind of the biggest story of the week in paranormal or true crime, or uh, in this case, kind of a combination of both. Uh, we we are going to be discussing Art Bell. We're going to celebrate his life and, of course, mourn his death. But first of all. Uh, titties before we sidle into this old episode here let's roll in with the my if i were to be a wrestler what my uh entrance music would be Woo! this is incredible Get so pumped up I feel like I'm working out with bands. You know, like in the 80s when it was all just rubber band workouts. Coast to Coast AM, the reason for the season. Can you? This is literally the exact pumping tempo of me when I'm trying to have sex. Like, I think this oh. song and I just... Huh, 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 huh. <coughs> that's the most horrific thing. That's more horrific than anything that's ever been said on the actual show Coast to Coast. <coughs> Huh. What? Huh. What? Give it up. Give it up. I love Coast to Coast AM. I obviously I love it. We have talked about it quite often on uh, last podcast on the left. And the, well, he's a real inspiration for us. The man that actually started Coast to Coast AM, which was Art Bell. Now, Art Bell is a very unique individual whose very presence on the scene of talk radio are, are I mean it's the reason why we exist absolutely he's the reason why for better or for worse uh, Alex Jones exists uh, the other character that we covered exclusively here on the last podcast on the left the original conspiracy theorist but he's also I mean Bill Cooper but a part of it's what they'll talk about is um uh, with with uh Art Bell in specifics that like he wasn't necessarily the impetus for the all of these other conspiracy theory radio hosts to jump radio hosts to jump out, but he mm-hmm. he was the one who went national. He was the one well, that I think like we could he really popped it out. I think we could say that he's proof of concept that paranormal activity, true crime, the world, the creepy world. Uh, it, it actually has a lot of people who love it, a lot of people who pay attention to it, and a lot of people who are involved with it. Evidently, at the peak of Art Bell's career with Coast to Coast, he had 22 million listeners a night. That's almost bigger than Young Sheldon. <laughs> 
It's almost bigger than Young Sheldon. He had that many ears. That's 44 million ears, except for a couple of truckers, so it's probably like 43 million ears. Absolutely. He was born in Jacksonville, North Carolina, June 17th, 1945, and he passed away April 13th, 2018, at the age of 72. Heck of a run, 72 years old for Art Bell. The government didn't get him. He actually died of kind of natural causes. Well, he died by self-inflicted long-term suicide by doing by smoking three packs a right. day, but it's also what we were talking about before the show. The thing is that when you smoke a lot, right. for about 10 years there, you have the best radio voice that ever existed. It's Art Bell had that wonderful dry, coming down like this, and it wasn't sound like he was faking it, because his voice was just like a a ragged mess like Anna Nicole Smith's beehole must have been towards the end. I don't mean to roast. So you're in tonight. roast mode, Anna Nicole Smith, uh, a living, well, she was a living legend while she was around, wasn't she? Marilyn 2.0, they called her. Art Bell. Good, good. They did. Good. I swear to God, they did. Art Bell started as the original Good Morning Vietnam guy. Right. When he went to Vietnam, they immediately saw, like, this guy's made for radio. He's got a pig nose, and he's got short arms and short little legs. He shouldn't be killing people. He can't be killing no. people, but he's got the fucking gift of gab. And they and you could, I can imagine him just keeping the rest of his, his compatriots in the army awake as he's just talking all night Well, long. absolutely. At the age of 13, when none of us were doing anything, he became a licensed amateur radio operator. Uh, he uh, Bella had held an amateur extra class license, which sounds really cool. And when he joined the U.S. Air Force, uh, he joined as a medic. So he was a medic in Vietnam. So he was very busy. He was. It's like, And it's very similar to Jacob's Ladder. There's the first thing that pops in my mind, which I recently watched, and it is intense. And what he would do... Vietnam was not kind to our troops. No, it was not. It was not kind to a lot of people. <laughs> what he would do, he had this pirate radio station at the Armor- Amarillo? Amarillo? Air Force Base, and he would play songs like anti-war songs like Eve of Destruction and Fortunate Son, which, I mean, this dude was immediately protesting the government, protesting what he uh, did not think was right. Well, again, he's this is an actual, this is a, a real deal conspiracy theorist again. Right. This is Bill Cooper. This is like the same thing. I mean, not quite as real as Bill Cooper because he didn't get murdered by the police as far as we know, because technically they're they're working on his autopsy right you now think because he said specifically, oh yeah, he's having an autopsy done. Yeah. He wants it to be proven that the government didn't poison him. I mean, it, even though technically they did by allowing tobacco use to spread so thoroughly. Yeah, he's a victim of marketing. Do you really think that the the government played the long game here and just waited until he was hmm. 72 and retired to murder the guy? Maybe. Maybe not. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Draw your own conclusions. Do your own research. That's right. Fucking go out there and yeah, if you want to join the dots yourself, you better. Because the information's out there for you. You just join the ranks of QAnon, people out there that are really trying to dig up the, the what's really happening behind the media. Absolutely. So Art Bell, he also worked as a disc jockey for KSBK. And he, he held, and I believe he, he still holds, jockey. this Guinness Book of World Records by staying on the air for 116 hours and 15 yeah. minutes. How the hell no family. do you do that? No love. You can't have love or friends. You just have to love the sound of your own voice and the rhythm of speaking, much akin to us. Yeah. I mean, when you sit and, like, I, I love to speak, obviously. I'll speak in my sleep. Sure. And he's the same animal. And so he chased everyone away. 
Not until later on in his life. He actually had a, he had a working relationship with his longest marriage to Ramona. They they truly loved each other until she died suddenly in her sleep of an asthma attack. Really? Mysterious. Very mysterious. He had four wives, uh, the last being the one that he, uh, they stuck it out till the end. That's the whole thing. You got to get, you got to get one that sticks with you until the very end. And indeed, he did that. But he went and he took his rock station. He became a rock DJ after the, after getting out of the chair force. That's for my boys out there in the army. <laughs> um, cause it, I'm very close to the army. The, well, there's always a feud between the different branches of the military. And I say you should respect each other's service. That's what I No, say. they say the Air Force is for the pretty boys who are good at school and they got good eyesight and they don't need glasses. Right. Where the air the army, they got big thick glasses and they're in the And we can't repeat out there. and we can't repeat what they say about the Navy. We won't go there on no. this show, but let me just say it's it is inappropriate. It's, it's inappropriate, not very nice. But somewhere early on, I've got to figure out what the actual year was. I believe oh yes, in, in nineteen eighty eight. He took his show that he was a part of called West Coast AM, and he turned it into Coast to Coast uh-huh. AM, and he started talking about conspiracy theories because that was what really was down inside in his fucking plumes, right. is that he knew that he he wanted to get down to the truth. And the one thing about Art Bell specifically that I love mm-hmm. is both his genuine understanding of certain topics, especially conspiracy theory matters, and, but it's more of the light – he had a light view of right. it. Like, he would laugh. Like, last night, because, like, since he passed, and it's really very sad, because I I was always into Art Bell. Of course. And But the, the, my whole Coast to Coast experience, did you listen to a lot of Coast to Coast that I ever get? I gave well, you I got the once, Coast right? to Coast pass. You gave it to me for my birthday. I think maybe my 32nd birthday. Listen to that. But that was already well into the George Norrie years. George Norrie well, time period. Great. And yeah. so, George Norrie's a born entertainer. Yeah. Okay, he's got a wonderful, wonderful jet black yes. hair that has never Just changed. Just a hair piece for radio. Um, beautiful. He, beautiful, which is what you needed for. Oh, of course. And then he does technically put on a version of corpse paint when he did, when we saw that interview with him and Jesse Ventura, where George Norrie, he looks like the Paul Bear. Yes, he looks like Paul Bear from the WWE, WWF at the time. And for that reason, I give him a lot of credit. He's legit. But he, but the thing is that George Norrie was way more, I mean, like he's a little sillier. Right. He loves selling his ration or ration boxes. Uh, he loves selling flashlights. Uh, he likes his bunker furniture. That is such a common uh, merch item for conspiracy theory radio. What high powered flashlight? Well, the flashlight that's big. You need military grade fa- uh, flashlights because you never know when you're going to run over a flashlight with a car. Evidently, it you happens don't know. all the time. But the ration boxes, they love well, the ration boxes. It's also fun to eat. We get string cheeses all the time, but it'd be fun to like pop open a forbidden box and eat tuna out of it. And it makes tuna more exciting. It feels like it's the end time. Well, sure, you got your. I mean, Vietnam, a lot of bad things happen. We know that. But sure. when it comes to the yeah. food, they brought Kool Aid. Whoa, they were crushing Kool Aid. They had Hershey bars. No, they had a lot of good things that became quite. American staples and American favorites. So you are a U.S. Armed Forces apologist when it comes to Vietnam because they gave them candy bars. Only when it comes to the food. Only Dying when it comes- in the muck. Every day being like, when are they going to come out of the trees? Uh-huh. They live in the trees. Mm. Meanwhile, Charlie's like, please leave. <laughs> please get out of here. Right. That's a perfect. You know, yep. it's, they all wanted the same thing. Uh, but back to Coast to Coast AM. Our bell 
invented this shit. Right. right. So a part of it is that he understood the the pull. And so maybe let's cut to let's cut to an example. Oh yes. Of one of the more infamous calls. So one thing that Art Bell did great mm-hmm. was that he would took he'd take the open lines at the end of each one of his subject calls and he would get some fucking doozies. Yep. And a part a part of it's like we try to do it ourselves. Yep. Like either with the stream we do for adultswim.com Tuesdays, eight PM Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we were trying to do our pilot for Sirius XM open lines Knowing that if you can harness the power of the trucker, conversation within its own cab, because a trucker's talking to himself anyway. No, truckers, as I said before the the show, truckers are very good on radio because they got to do CB talk and they got to be good. They'll cut your... Because if not, they'll get railroaded by one of their fellow truckers and then they're getting cornholed behind the, the pull-off sign for the 151. Well, you know the rules. And so you got to make them laugh. And that's a lot of stakes that we don't even have. Make them laugh you gotta make or them. make them think. And the other thing that Art Bell did, he yes-anded like the craziest stories. Nothing was ever like... He never mocked any of his guests. He was always like, oh, very interesting, a goblin behind your house. Are you Marcus Parks? Like, he was very <laughs> nice to everyone, regardless of how crazy their story were. There was an interview I was listening to last night, which again, uh, we'll, we'll t- we'll, we'll, let's, show, let's play right. the example. But the art, yeah. So listen to listen to him talk is, to the talk this guy down. This is the frantic caller, right? Yes. This is very famous. If you know anything about Art Bell, you've heard this call. Online, you're on the air. Hello, hello, Art. Yes. Hi. Um, I I I don't have a whole lot of uh, time. Um. Well, look, let's begin yeah. by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Uh, Area 51. Yeah, um, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now? Uh, I, a former employee. Former um, employee. I, I, I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago, and and <laughs> I, I've kind of been running a, across the country. Um, oh, man, I don't know where to start. They're, uh, they're, they're going to... Um, they'll triangulate on this position really, really soon. Well, um, you can't spend a lot of time on the phone, so give us something quick. Okay. Um, um, okay, what, what we're thinking of as, as aliens are, they're, uh, they're, they're extra-dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the um, space program made contact with. Uh, they they are not what they claim to be. Uh, they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects of, of of the military establishment, particularly the Area 51. Uh, the, the disasters that are coming. They the, the military. I'm sorry. The, the government knows about them, and. There's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now, Art. But they're not doing they're not doing anything. They are not they want the major population centers wiped out so that the the few that are left will be more easily controllable. Discharge. Uh, So what happened was the man's radio signal, it cut out completely, right? Or Art Bell's radio signal cut out there completely, right? It, yes, the, the uh, satellite transmission was lost, which puts this firmly into the lore right. of one of the most incredible candid calls on Coast to Coast AM, which we play. I think we've yeah. played this before on one of our old, old Creepypasta episodes. 
But yes, it came back. And now it's like, I mean, obviously there's constant debate about whether or not it was a hoax or not. And there was a one and a cartoonist came out later on saying that he was the one who did the Frank to call. But in the end, anybody can come forward and say it. And, and also what it comes down to, it's great radio. Oh, absolutely. So, so that's just an example of Art Bell and the kind of fun. Even, you know what? Even if it is just 100% fake, 100% storytelling, that dude sold it. It's incredible. Great radio. If any of it is true, that is even more amazing, obviously. Well, obviously, there there's a, always a combination of people that we've even met. We've had call into our own shows when we were doing the Listener Pasta episodes where it's like uh, there could be disinformation. There could be some truth, but it's it's fun to to see the confusion because sure. a part of it is that our covert op systems, the CIA people, they work in confusion. So you're actually maybe even if you're seeing something fake, what's kind of cool is that you're actually seeing an arm of our U.S. government work, and so that's your tax doll. Sure, absolutely. Being well, put, I'd rather have them spend it on that than a Bastille Day parade. So uh, or a Bastille Day parade uh, version of it here in Washington D.C. So um, or there in Washington. But Art Bell talked to some crazy people too. What yes. I forgot is Art Bell is one of the only people to get a hold of and speak with um, William uh, William Pierce, who wrote the Turner Diaries. Uh, he had a he had a couple really? of good guests. Did Art Bell? It, very, now, it is very difficult to find. I tried to find the interview between him and William Pierce, and I got to say, it sent me right to Stormfront. Yeah, and I'm like, I just can't. Well, have it on the computer at the coffee shop. It is interesting. I think that Art Bell, uh, he's a registered like he's a libertarian guy, but he was more pragmatic than that. He was very pro Second Amendment. That's fine, but he was also pro same sex marriage at a time where no one was. Uh, certainly not in Washington. That was very progressive. He also spoke about the hum- how humans cause global warming. He wanted to decriminalize marijuana before this was really a mainstream yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this guy, you know, he was very pragmatic. He was for the death penalty at one point, and then he found out we're executing a lot of innocent people. So he became against uh, the death penalty. The guy evolved with the information that he would receive. But so, and there are a couple other good rabbit holes that go down too. He interviewed this guy named Nemo that was a part of the Temple of the Vampire. That was a part of it. It, it was a psychic vampire thing, which we want to do. We want to do a whole episode of psychic vampires eventually, but it's like a whole like world of psychic vampire shit. He um, he had a couple of good breaks. He talked with uh, Chris Clements, mm-hmm. who he figured out the financial connection between the Bush family and the uh, Bin Ladens. Oh my goodness! Stuff like that. Yep. And he also was famously the the man that was like the big old connection to John Titor, the time traveler. And of course, he also spoke with ufologist or ufologist John Lear. It is, I mean, specifically now, Kissel. What? What? It at dictionary.com says it is uf- ufologist. Ufologist. Not ufologist. Not ufologist. All right. Well, you're the expert. And Stanley, Stanton Friedman, you heard it out of his own fucking mouth. Well. All right. So come here giving you your ufo fucking horseshit. Because you know now, you talk to the man himself, and he said UFO. That's all right. I'll take Stan. I'll attack you. If we weren't in the <laughs> same room, I would bite your hands. I know what while you'll you try do. to. Like, yeah, like that, that. That happened in a chimpanzee attack, didn't it? When they gave a chimpanzee a bunch of Valium, and I believe they got it drunk off a of red wine. It goes for the hands. It goes for the face. You go for the hands, the eyes, the tits, and the dick. And I know for a fact I will. I would bite your dick if we were in a fight. Uh, like I know for a fact it would be difficult for for you for me to physically beat you. But I could get my my hands on your dick, like Rasputin style, sure, and bring you to your knees. Absolutely. And uh, you know what? I, I'm horrified at the very idea. 
Uh, he also had, you know, he did uh, a lot with Bigfoots as well. I mean, the guy really went all over the map when it came to subject matter that he would talk about. And no one else, we have to remember, no one else was doing this at the time. But also what he did was he understood, which I think a thing that Bill Cooper understood that, and Alex Jones now to an extent, but now he's jumped the shark now to became a millionaire, which is the problem with all right, of these people. Right. As soon as you become a millionaire as a conspiracy theorist, it's over. Well, you because, can't really, well, how'd you make that money? Yeah, you can't really be against the government that you helped put in place, uh, which is yes. the worst thing that ever happened. Happened uh, to uh, to Alex Jones was being so close uh, to the person who is now occupying the White House. It's so sad. But uh, when it comes to Art Bell, he also understood a narrative. Right. And he was constantly at a push and pull with his notoriety. Because I think that the stuff that he learned over time made him very skittish to be in public. Because he quit. Many times, right. he cut. We, he would quit. He would quit coast to coast. Like there was for a while. Like him and his wife were together. Ramona. He quit coast to coast when I believe when his wife died. There was like one section where he quit coast to coast. That makes sense. Um, and then came back because he didn't like how the guy took over. Because he said he was tanking his numbers. Right. And then he went to. He went to the Philippines and he, I don't, I'm not going to say purchased his wife. No, I don't think they, that that's appropriate. He fell in love with a Filipino woman. He was shopping he in was, the Philippines and she ended up in a car. No, that is not appropriate. I feel, like, I feel like it's like when you go to Costco no, and all of a sudden you're like. No, it's their eye. He was at a coffee shop and their eyes met. She fell in love with him and then he was smoking a lot. And then when once the smoke cleared from his eyes, he saw her and he fell in love. And they had a nice organic relationship that was based on mutual respect and kindness. He was deeply, honestly, he was truly in love with his wife. But there's something that's a connection. I don't know what it is with conspiracy theorists and the Asian wives. Same thing with Bill Cooper. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. But uh, so our Bill had a look, man. He, he had his Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. He did. His black turtleneck. And he had his fucking little gold chain. He looked real good. He's in. He's throwing his radio money around. Now, how much money did he actually make here? I'm trying to find. I guess we can find his net worth. I mean, I think he must have done fairly good because he was on air for so long, and he was able to retire. He retired. He was worth ten million bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's perfect. That gives us hope here on last podcast on the left. But there's a part of what you want to. I don't know, man. It's like what what I loved for him. So I loved his playing with his own image. Yeah, and so he'd leave and he'd come back and he'd say like, I don't like how coast to coast is going. And then he was a guest go. He was a guest host for a while, and then 2010 he permanently quit, and they kind of erased him from there. And they don't know really what happened. But it sounds like, to be honest, it sounds like he was a little difficult to deal with, only just because he uh, was the real deal. And conspiracy theorists are just like. Not great in an office. Right. No, absolutely not. Uh, they, they know too much, or they think they do, and that's and quite then, aggravating. Yes, which is true, because I guess when your eyes are open so, so uh-huh. wide that your fucking, eye, <laughs> your, your fucking whites are so hard from air, it's like two marble little balls in your skull. There it is. That's got to be difficult yeah. to, to share a lunchroom with. But when he did go, come back, he started a show again in 2013, which I had immediately subscribed to called Midnight in the Desert. Mm-hmm. And it's a great little show. He has this one episode on it called Flying Humanoids. It's fucking really sweet. It's a, And we tried. No, that to, was a, he, he was good research for when we covered Flying Humanoids, right? It was an episode that we couldn't actually put out because it, we uh, had technical difficulties while we were making it. Mm, interesting. interesting fascinating 
Uh, but he uh, he quit Midnight in the Desert pretty much immediately, about six weeks later, saying that uh, he was afraid his family was going to be murdered by somebody. Who knows? In night- and that, but that was a constant like thing in his head. Right. I think probably because of Bill Cooper. But he constantly was talking about his family was in danger from either government agents or his own fans. Yeah, I mean, you, you see that. Uh, every now and again, you do wonder if some of that concern was was valid, was reasonable. Uh, he also, in 1998, he was the recipient of the Snuffed Candle Award by the given by the Committee for Skeptical Inquiries, uh, which That's is pretty awesome. cool. So he was winning awards. I want a almost, Snuffed Candle uh, Award. You want to get the Snuffed Candle Award? Yeah. I think we can put you up for it. Ladies and gentlemen, find out uh, who does the, uh, who chooses who wins the Snuffed Candle candle Award, and let's get Henry nominated. It's the Committee for Skeptical Inquiries. Um, I'm sure they're out there. They have to have a website. Everyone seems to. They have a have a believer edition. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You get one for being the most stout believer. <laughs> Maybe. But also, but what I like most also, uh, what I, in the end, I think I like most about Art Bell is his love of the city of Pahrump, Nevada. That's it. Pahrump. And when you look up Pahrump, because he lived there in his final days in his compound where he had shifted everything to his house. Right. He recorded everything out of his basement, which is awesome. But if you look up on TripAdvisor, things to do in Pahrump, first thing is Front Sight Firearms Training Institute, which is a gun <laughs> house. It was just fucking awesome. And right. like a Pahrump Valley winery, which is just fucking Eric Trump pissing into a Look at that. One of those. Get him drunk and give called? him guns. Pahrump, Nevada. I like it. What is that thing? Oh, it's a carafe. Yes, yes. Oh, and the Pahrump Nugget. What's the Pahrump Nugget? It's a casino. <laughs> and then you got Mrs. Kathy's Short Branch Saloon. Okay, so it's got a gun oh, range, man, a is... winery, a saloon, and a casino. Why wouldn't everybody retire there? Vince Neal's tw- Tatuado Wildside Tavern? Is that the Vince Neal? Yeah, I don't know. You got to check that out. If it is, Wait, I'm we looking are at going this. to do a live show at Vince Neal's Tavern. They say this is a one to so so one star, not wild. This is a boring <laughs> bar. The patrons were loud and drunk. The server bartender made bad drinks. Weak. I don't think it's worth the drive. Skip it. Terrible Lakeside was what? nicer and more fun. Oh man. I don't know. But then the next one says Great little dive bar. This is a great little dive bar. Drinks are very reasonable. They have very few pool tables. This is fucking bullshit. Wow. I want like but Pahrump is a really good place to commit suicide right before the government gets And here. do not do that, of course. The government's not coming. Stay alive. Um, they are coming, They're not though. coming. Uh, Don't. If they want to. I'm just saying. If they, if they want, want to. to come. Yes. It's like, same time. It's like, if they, I have if a they feeling want, the government it, isn't coming for a lot of Polish people these days. What but. are you talking about? Why? Because they're afraid of that we have we know how to watch our backs now, thanks to your fucking family. Uh-huh. That we know that we always need to watch. Thank the you. I just lost my up. grandmother today, and we're going to malign my family. That's very I'm nice. sorry, but she's not a. Wow. She wasn't a part of the wow. conspiracy. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much God. for tuning in for a side stories uh you know this, this is it this is, yeah this is it this is our first episode how long have we been going oh like 30 minutes i think it's good because then it goes fast for the listener too yeah are you do you feel relieved mr listener 
Do you feel fucking relieved that it's over, or do you want more of this? Well, they're gonna to shove into your <laughs> flappy lips. I don't know why you're because yelling at the a- audience. They're going to get it once a week. It's gonna be Henry and I. If you do yourself a favor this week, because a part of what I did last night, and it was really nice. I got some new edibles. I got the CBD cookies. You were eating a, like, a lot of edibles, by the way, like a lot, yeah. a lot, like a dangerous amount. Yeah. Like I'm about. I'm trying to end my life amount. What's nice about the edibles is that nothing has to be real. Right, but you are driving a car that's very on a very real highway, surrounded by very real I've people. Been, I walk to work cars. Here. No, I walk to work here. Okay, so I can, so I I can just be floating a little bit. But the CBD stuff doesn't make me as fucking like totally high. It just turns me into a a, a beanbag chair. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, but it, part of what it does is that it allows a lot of these things to fold in a lot more easily. So last night I fucking sparked a fucking Tim Tom long leaf fucking jerky stick to my Ooh. hole and i sat back and i listened to art bell talk to nemo from the vampire and i was like man i forgot missed this yep. shit i missed the old days that's what i used to do with coast to coast i used to sit on my roof fucking smoking cigarettes listening to coast to coast and i was like i want that feeling back right well now you're living the life now you're living the life of have- the person you were listening to my friend you gotta come with me you got to come with me on this trip, Kessel. What trip? And start listening to this shit more often. And less of your fucking humdrum, fucking uh, big time def- media, your fake shill media. <laughs> like, listen to some truth. That's right. Nothing Nothing is more truthful uh, than uh, flying humanoids. Okay. In this one-on-one series, <laughs> I'm going to break you down. I'm going to make you, I'm going to make it hard for you to look back at your, at uh, your fucking, uh, your No, your I'm going news. to bring up uh, flying humanoids as soon as I can uh, on traditional radio, and I bet you we'll get a lot of calls. We're going to get some calls, and I'll let you know about uh, what they say. Also, Perup Nevada has a jet ski. Uh, th- it's a jet pack thing. It's got the 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 water jet packs where you fly up into the air. Yeah, and a net, and another thing. Oh man, Art Bell. This is why radio is so awesome. He interviewed Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, George Carlin, Leonard Nimoy, yeah, Dan Aykroyd. He just did it all, man. He did it all. And Casey Kasem. I, you imagine what Casey Kasem, first of all, battle of two voices, and then Casey ooh. Kasem just be like, we got different lives. I just feel like they'd end up just kissing each other. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Art Bell seems like a real tough kisser. He's got a mouth. He sort of looks like um the father from the monsters. A little bit. He's got that flat upper lip, which makes him great for radio because he's like a pig man. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you so God, much. For I miss listening. Art Bell. Thank you so much I for listening. I can't believe that we like let him go so long. Hail yourself. We should never have let him die. Well, we can't keep him alive. It's not weekend at Bernie's. It could have been. Hail yourselves, everyone. Hail me. Hail Satan. I hope you like this. So wait, so make sure you email us. We should actually make like some sort of email for this. Well, just the last, like we should I do, think the last podcast network at gmail.com should be totally fine. Just put in the subject What do you want us to stories. talk about it? Yeah, we're going to do side stories or call it side stories. Side stories also sounds like this, the, like a girl describing the various weird tattoos on her hips. That is true. Which is kind of hot. Yeah. That's kind of hot well, Every fun. tattoo tells, tells a story. But you, yes, email us the stories you want us to talk about. And I think next week we're going to try to talk about this Toronto serial killer. Yeah, this guy, the potted plant serial killer. We'll look into it. I mean, my goodness gracious, talk about a maniac here. Um, and how, how, how mean is it to a potted plant as well? Um, <laughs> all right. Hail, Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon.